0: I'm going to give you two quick examples of a very special kind of scene in the movies. Do you remember Woody Allen and Diane Keaton after they finished their tennis game in the film Annie Hall? Well, of course, being them, they chattered all the way, but try to remember the way they moved together. Now think maybe of Adam Sandler and Emily Watson after dinner and drinks heading back to her hotel room in the film Punch Drunk Love. Not a word was spoken this time, but somehow the walk was the same. These couples float. I don't think I can better describe the phenomenon, either in the movies or in life, without diminishing it. If you've taken that walk even once, count yourself fortunate, and you'll recognize it in a new film called Adventureland. The film is a follow-up from Greg Matola, the director of Superbad. He has the tremendous good fortune to be working with Jesse Eisenberg, late of the wonderful The Squid and the Whale, a dead ringer for Dave Stoller of Breaking Away. Eisenberg's character, James, has mastered the English language, but doesn't use it for showy irony or to overemphasize his vocabulary to mask sexual insecurities. Though he's a college-aged virgin, he's not ashamed of that, even though it cost him his last girlfriend, her loss. As we'll find out later, he has a quiet certainty and strength when it comes to love and sex. He knows what he thinks. James' dad has been downsized, so James' future at Columbia in New York City is very much in doubt. He takes a summer job at Adventureland, the sleazy, vomit-encrusted, not-so-fun local theme park where the paint is peeling from the rotting risers of the wooden roller coaster and the tilt-a-whirl looks like it might at any moment fling you into the sun. Well, the only bright spot, and by bright spot I mean supernova, is M, Kristen Stewart of the hormone-soaked, cynical twilight. She's gangly, she's cultish, She's a pixie-nosed gamine with hurtin' eyes. Quite the most incredible sight James has ever seen. She enjoys entwining her sentences with his, like fingers laced together. James is cute. Not Ryan Reynolds' male model cute, but Elliot Gould cute. Now Sturian his romanticism, his honest directness, his romantic soul, and his ultra-rare self-confidence. And surely M's a goner, too, right? Right, we hope so. Well, like Adam Sandler and Emily Watson, James and M don't need a lot of small talk. It doesn't take long until they're chastely half-naked in a pool at a party, and nothing arises from that except a temporary and embarrassing condition that James has trouble hiding. But that supercharged scene is nowhere near the most potent of the erotic reveries that lift large portions of the film out of the mundane and into the clouds. It's the way James and M move through the world together. They do that with such ease, like old dance partners, because they're going to the same place, even though no destination has been discussed or is even in mind, because that destination is just the future. There's a scene in a car. i got to tell you about it. Em is driving at night. The window's down. Her hair is blowing. James is slumped down in the passenger seat. He's looking at her. He tears his eyes away. And then the confidence wells within him. He looks back, now openly staring. She doesn't acknowledge this, but she's aware of him. She lets him look. You could power Las Vegas at night on what's passing between those two. Is there such a thing as love at first sight? Well, I say there should be more words for love than there are, apocryphally, Eskimo words for snow. In all those words, surely there's room for one which describes a spontaneous recognition in another person of something a lot more than just desirable genes. Someone who gently fits against you without a seam. Reviewing movies for WFIU, this is Peter Noble-Kachera.